Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that appreciates good and regular bowel movements my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're continuing our celebration of women in horror month by reflecting on the body of work of a genre icon the one and only jamie lee curtis and if you want to be a regular listener to our show all you need to do is search for nightmare junkhead wherever podcasts are played Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Activia hole. And if you are indeed active online, uh, you can find us out on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face. We do have our events tab, which means shenanigans. And as this episode releases on Friday, February 21st, on uh, February 25th, Part of a 10-year anniversary retrospective. If it's Tuesday, you know I'm going to be at the Alamo Draft House. And in this case, we're looking at one of the great horror comedies from the last 10 years. We're talking Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, so good. But I think we might go a little bit into that later on. Uh, potentially. It is definitely one that is because it's celebrating 10 years. That's one that we could talk about. Possibly. On into the Possibly. Mouth of March Madness. But then save your energy because the very next night on the 22nd on Wednesday. Film Club, baby. We back with a whole bit of horror. Uh, we're continuing our Little Red Riding Month where we're showing twisted fairy tales. Because it is fairy tale day after all on that Wednesday. We are showing... The anthologisty, wonderful werewolf in food with Angela Lansbury, Company of Wolves. Wait, one more time. Anthologisty. Anthologisty. Okay, if you can break that down for me, I'd appreciate it because I think that's a first on it's, this show. It's, anth- it's like oddly anthology, <laughs> and oddly anthology, but so it's allegent. I don't know, mumbling. Well, and if you are a certain <laughs> age, you know the VHS cover of this one. Oh, it's rad with the werewolf coming it's... out of the mouth. Yes. This is why this needs to be a visual show, just for all of that right there. And this one is cool, because we went over this one in our werewolves. New World Madness, too. And um, we talked a little bit about, about our werewolves. With the werewolf orgy. But, um, no, this one's a good little one, because it's a whole different types of werewolves yeah well whether you're staying out late with us on terror tuesday or you're telling everyone at film club we've got all the events and everything lined up over at the events tab so make sure to check everything out and technically well speaking of film club like and women in horror month and terror tuesday yeah it's i it's awesome and an honor to have um our guest on who i lovingly call to my partner in film club crime because without her, Film Club wouldn't be the fucking awesome thing it is. Well, without her, Terror Tuesday wouldn't be the awesome thing it is. Without her, everything wouldn't be the awesome thing it is. So, true, a woman in horror, because she helps bring horror to Kansas City. Oh, yeah, and, and I knew when we were closing out Women in Horror Month, I realized that if we're going to talk about a genre badass, we had to bring in one of our local badasses. And as Genius said, the resume speaks for itself. Um she could take on the shape. She is the shape. <laughs> you know her as the creative director over at the Alamo Draft House. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Amber Solomon. It was the boogeyman, wasn't it? <laughs> You're both survivor and slasher. 
That's right. <laughs> so before we start gushing all about oh, JLC, please tell our listeners, where can they find you out on social media? Plug and promote away. Oh, well, you can find me. I am Amber Solomon. I'm the one who is uh, dancing with Hershey's Kiss on Facebook, at Sherdy Blame on Twitter, and at Sherdy Blame on the Instagram. But even more importantly, at Alamo KC on Twitter and Instagram, and Alamo Drafthouse Kansas City on Facebook. The events tab is everything, and you'll thank me for it later. <laughs> there is consistently good shit coming up out there. I mean, consistent. Every month, it's just like, and like, fortunately, we're like, we're hosts of a lot of things, so we get to see like what's coming up in a couple of months. And there's someone who's like, "Woo, look what we got coming! Woo, look at that one! Woo!" And like, well, let's see this one and this one and this one. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I'd like to say you're the Ric Flair of the Draft House because Woo! you provide, <laughs> nice. provide so much nice of it without even saying it. <laughs> but the celebration. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> See, normally something like that, I can throw it up and he knocks it out. But when you both teamed up on that one, <laughs> my God, that was like a like a knife end chop to the chest right there, man. That was impressive. But Genius has already talked about it. You know, our whole point of Women in Horror Month is to bring our favorite women in horror to talk their favorite women in horror. And the fact that you've been able to kind of put a lot of your influences and things you've appreciated through the programming um, and the fact that we've been lucky enough you know through the various hosting but also like dismember the Alamo it's been and it's fun to see everything progress from the initial inspiration to then seeing it on the big screen mm-hmm. and thank you for letting us take part in that journey oh no thank you when you approached me I had such a hard time picking it one was... I, I had a list and like three post-its like okay we have to start narrowing this down you had like <laughs> it looked like a conspiracy theorist like wet dream there's Pepe like yeah. silva yes <laughs> but that's what's great though is the fact that if you just say whatever you want to talk about with women and horror the fact that there you have so many different options we were talking um maybe even pet cemetery two at one point yes which we, it's, i got verklempt there were so many <laughs> But ultimately, you're like, hey, has anyone ever talked about Jamie Lee Curtis? And I think probably bits and pieces. But never like a an full on Jamie Lee retrospective. And quite honestly, you could spend an entire year yeah. talking about every single one of her films and it's still not doing her enough justice. So what was it about Jamie Lee Curtis that made you go, that's who I want to talk about? Ooh, uh, well, I mean... Beyond being a fantastic actress and just being the scream queen, uh, she doesn't allow herself to be defined by horror, but she is humble about it, too. She's not like one of those that goes back in retrospect to like some people in Rocky Horror Picture Show that say, oh, no, I I'd, I was young and stupid. Now she owns it. Uh, I saw recently on an interview with her uh, talking about Halloween 20. Uh, in back in 2018, saying on my epitaph, it's going to say the girl and her Halloween actress dies and I'm totally cool with owning that. And not only is she a wonderful actress and a wonderful artist, but she is the people's scream queen. Like she could own this Hollywood nepotism and she could claim herself as Hollywood royalty, but she just allows herself to be and allows us to enjoy her for who she is. Not to mention all of the work that she does as a champion for women, not only in horror, but in film. And then also just being a woman in general. Which is why we wanted your perspective on it, because it's one thing for us to go, oh, yeah, we love her in Halloween. We love her in the fog. We love her with her, you know, Activia commercials, what have you. The f- you but you know, the fact that she has remained such a genre staple, someone has remained an inspiration to those 
of us with the the of a particular chromosome and without and it's just and it's, still knocking things out of the park oh god i mean like knives out this year right the fact that she is still relevant this many years into her career it's yeah. kind of amazing like you said earlier she's not letting even though she embraces her genre she doesn't let her genre like literally define her she does a lot more stuff i mean fucking big giant hollywood blockbusters like true lies so and then small independent ones too so mm-hmm. and the fact that she's returning to the halloween franchise twice coming up again so yeah <laughs> like i love that smile well do you remember your like initial interaction with jamie lee what was it a movie was Ooh. it like a tv moment your first interaction uh, I want to say it's Halloween, but I think it's going to have to go back further to Trading Places. I was very young and just thought it was the best movie ever and was so hilarious. But just seeing her play the character and her whole when you're watching that movie young and then as you get older, you start to understand more. And then the whole monologue that she gives Dan Aykroyd about she works her own hours. This is how she does it. And this is the way it's going to be. And you can sleep on the couch. And then the door slams. And I was just like. Wow. Jamie Lee is just goals, period. Like if you looked up hashtag goals in Wikipedia or Urban Dictionary, it just says Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's all she wrote. I mean, she's strong. She's iconic. She's uh, humble and doesn't patronize her own roots, uh, whether that's coming from Hollywood royalty or coming from horror. Right. So it's just, (laughs) and she's really hot. She's (laughs) <laughs> thankfully that came from amber she, initially really so it's okay to say that i i can't every time i see a picture of her i'm like god i really want a pixie cut oh shit <laughs> i think she's responsible for my first introduction to that and going wow that looks really good mm-hmm. yeah. like that she she and she has rocked that look since i mean from the early 80s mm-hmm. when she initially took that look and then now to her silver fox days as you mentioned off off, off yeah mic, i that, mean like even being a silver fox she has done what to with women what sean connery did with men that it was honor there's honor in aging and she is a champion for aging just to see her like totally slay in uh the the most recent halloween adaptation her hair is not short Mm -hmm. she's wearing tank tops which is a huge no-no for women over a certain age and like just to be able to see and normalize that aging flap that happens to women under the arm or just see that yes she has frizzy witch in the woods old woman hair and that is just a moving thing like I mean, I'm only 31, so, but every time I get to 32 or 33 or I think start thinking about turning 40 or turning 50, women like Jamie Lee Curtis make it not so scary. Like, yeah, I could be wielding like a sawed-off shotgun and setting uh, creepy shape-like figures on fire at her age, and there's nothing stopping me from doing so. There is definitely, she has made this going gray uh, like a gladiatorial symbol, if you will, like... You, you know, you just wander around screaming, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about it is, is not only does she do stuff, uh, she makes growing older uh, beautiful, but she also is still active with, like, younger generations. She still, mm-hmm. like, does a lot of things with, like, children's rights for the children's exploited thing. And she even shows up in, like, I don't want to say teen genre ones, but the show Scream Queens. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Like she's still for a whole new generation who's never probably seen Halloween. She's still going to be a genre icon for her for them. 
And that's pretty awesome. She's well, just still relevant. It, it, the relevancy is kind of amazing. The fact that, you know, she got her start back in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Now here in, in 2020. Yeah. We're not only talking about her legacy, but the fact that, as you guys have mentioned, she is still contributing so much mm-hmm. into the genre, into society itself. But Amber, you talked about it. Representation is important. And unfortunately in Hollywood, even in genre itself, that you don't get to see women of a certain age in those particular roles anymore. You know, there's a there's just there's those certain little checklists that you have to. And so when she battles that and combats that, you get to see that. Like you said, you're going, oh, my God, that is that's that's real. But it's also identifiable. And there's something to be said for that. And the fact that she's getting those opportunities. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. And she's dabbling her toe in directing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, she, thankfully, uh, she yes. actually directed an episode of Scream Queens we were just talking about. Yes, she and did. Now, I, I, I will feign ignorance here. I, I liked it a lot, actually. It's a really good. It's kind of like like Scream. Okay, so there's a Scream the series that takes a more like darker tone, mm-hmm. but this is like Scream the series if it went more with the meta tone. It's got Emma Roberts in it, and like basically, it's a college camp, a sorority of mean girls being stalked by this killer. Is this one that you did? Did you watch this one at all at all, Amber? I caught bits and pieces of it, but okay. I'm still waiting for like the whole thing to go to streaming <laughs> platforms because I don't believe in TV. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, all right. I believe in it, but I don't think it believes in are me. Are you like so... Jamie Lee in Halloween shooting the TVs at the bottom <laughs> of the <laughs> But that's what If I read. see one more commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's kind of look over just in terms of her career. Let's kind of get things started because I know initially just in terms of if I had to pinpoint my first time, it's definitely it would have to be Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Just that first time I watched it, you know, peering at my aunt's house, peering over the corner of the couch. And I'm pretty sure then my first introduction to her was her literally flipping over the banister, going down the stairs, surviving and then just like, wow, yeah. just smitten. And then just that, you know, from the late 70s and the early 80s, she was all over the genres. Do you have any particular uh, performances of hers that stick out, especially in the early years? Oh, oh my God. There's so many. But I mean, we let's I mean, because it's obvious. <laughs> let's just talk Halloween first. I mean, yes. yeah, this is a character, Laurie Strode. Jamie Lee Curtis has taken this character from just your average survivor and turned it into a survival analysis and trauma really i mean uh, laurie strode from start to finish including halloween h2o Mm -hmm. halloween resurrection and then the most recent halloween just she took the female getting cut up in a movie and just broke it away from a cliche and just made it something wow spectacular it is a journey of survival she is babysitter of the year regardless of age i mean Tommy I mean, Doyle's I would hire. Yeah. Oh, and Anthony Michael Hall is going to be Tommy Doyle. How cool is that? Oh, <laughs> anyways, I mean, she, she with this entire series and with her entire character of Laurie Strode, she has gone from victim to boss. And it's mm-hmm. not only just her how it affects her. Jamie Lee Curtis has this wonderful, creepy, goosebumpy way of pulling you in like you're a part of the family. Like in Halloween 2018, it's a it's a study in generational trauma too. Like this is what happened to Lori. This is incredibly, this, she's got some serious PTSD. She, her daughter was taken away by the state. She's got a 17 year old granddaughter wants to understand her more. And it's just an exploration of how true response to incredible violence and not just what we think we should be watching in horror. And that's how Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis has broken all of those barriers because then you go to like terror train and you're like well she survives 
I think <laughs> during the, the press junket for the last Halloween film, they and I and you can look up. I think it's like a Googleable story. Google Googleable story. But it's someone said, "Listen, you know your performance as Laurie Strode. The you know the fact that you survived the trauma has helped me get through my own trauma." And I guess Jamie Lee went out there and gave her like the biggest hug. And like you said, just like the fact that she's embraced that because mm-hmm. I think for a while, I don't. She, she wanted to distance herself from. I Halloween think she had some issues minute, with it initially, with the whole, but then uh, genre. Thing. Yeah, but then I think it wasn't until recently that she was. But um, Terror Train. Yeah, uh, not the fan of Terror Train. Uh, oh, look at that face! Yeah, that, that, that's, look at that face. That's conflict. That's well, what about Halloween Two? I liked Halloween Two, especially because, okay. I mean, again, it's that journey through uh, victim becoming. Heal. No, I don't even want to say heal. I don't think you could ever heal from something like that because you can watch those movies all you want, but then when you sit down and you reflect and you're like, Jesus Christ, that man, like this random psychotic killer, just went in and slaughtered all her friends. Yeah for just doing some hanky-panky on a Halloween night. That was it. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that she ends up in the psych ward, it's real. And, you know, the fact that she, you know, oh, well, you know, you're a chick and you're also gone through some trauma. And no, he's not there. He's, it's fine. It's not there. He's right there! That's right. He's right there! I, I mean, it, it's just... See what happens when you don't believe people? It's coming to bite you in the ass. Well, and, and coming from a woman, it's just like... Yeah, that's it. I mean, just a daily struggle of being a woman is right there in that film. Not being believed. Yeah. Pain just that exists. It's just being swept under the rug and saying, suck it up, buttercup. Like, well, <laughs> he's right there. Yeah. He's right there. Just, you know. yeah, I guess it just comes down to if you just believe us. I mean, we would be more a lot happier <laughs> as human beings. But, yes, yeah, just the whole... The whole journey that Halloween takes you on, whether it's Halloween, Halloween 2, H2O, Resurrection, then the most recent films, it's just, it's a quest. And it's a quest that I'm happy to uh, voyeur, mm-hmm. voyage, right. so yeah. to speak. Because she makes a character that you want to follow. You want to know what mm-hmm. happens. And even though with the convoluted timelines and like all sorts of stuff, you know. I mean, Josh Hartnett was her son at one point. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. In that movie, there was that two hair. cool things. There was two cool things about that movie with Jamie Lee Curtis because her snippet, her like vignette, because it's basically two stories. Mm-hmm. It's her and then Hartnett's. Her story was the superior one because the journey that she went on. Plus, she got to act with uh, Janet Lee. You know, that's always cool when you ever see movies when they have little Easter eggs when they're together, like in the fog for a brief minute and all that stuff. It's always cool to see. That's another one, the fog. Like you always forget because you want to uh, focus on the other aspects of the fog and the in the storyline and that fact that it's John Carpenter. But that's another one that it, Jamie Lee Curtis pops in your head and you're like, that Scream Queen is in that one. Oh my God. Playing a hitchhiker of the year again, just like which, she did in uh, uh, Road, Road Games. Game, yeah. Which, ah, oh, yeah. that's, that to me, the fog is kind of like those two would play back really well because all you have to do is just replace Tom Atkins with Stacey Keach. And you you go from a mustache less Tom Atkins in the fog to Stacy Keach with the full on stash. So I think just it just feels better that way. I don't know, but that's have you seen Road Games? No, it's Australian. It's very much worth your while. But nice. it's basically if Tom Atkins and Jamie Lee Curtis from the fog with Stacy Keach. Yes, mm-hmm. sold. No pirate paranormal stuff just a crazy kind of a serial killer nice yeah, that yeah. Was 1981 81 i believe so yeah. is it like jamie lee's the hitcher yeah kind of sort of yeah. yeah yeah no it's really 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 good um uh 
prom night. Where do you fall on prom night? I have actually never seen prom night, but I did ah. watch the trailer uh, before it's... before we recorded. And oh man, everybody's a professional dancer. <laughs> uh, there's disco lights and mm-hmm. slashers, and then not to mention, you know, the the whole anonymous obscene phone call. I'm like, oh my god, this is a theme that it's... I need to see because. And then you're like, well, Jamie Lee Curtis contributed to that too, because yeah, you got rid of Stranger Calls and and Black Christmas, but then something like Prom Night comes around, and Jamie Lee Curtis can further com- uh, contribute to that. Then yep. you have movies and TV series like Scream who has just used all of these prior films to further, because I mean, Scream in the 90s, that was pretty, that's like the yeah. Halloween of the 70s. Of the I 70s. mean, it, it broke barriers. It, call, it it was one of those films that participated in call-out culture that I didn't mind. <laughs> like, I'm calling out all of these horror movies for sticking to these particular rules, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't mind." But it, no, I don't yeah. mind. And I'd like to think Jamie Lee had something to do with that. She had a huge hand in it. The fact that yeah, from the fact that she does have such like Hollywood pedigree to the fact that you like you said she was just like, "No, I'm going to do my mm-hmm. own thing." And so many years was it Terror Train? Did that was that the one that had David Copperfield in yes. it? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and I can't decide. <laughs> If David Copperfield makes that movie or ruins that movie, <laughs> I, I just remember because I watched it recently for the first time and it was just going. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're doing an entire your entire year for the most part. You're what is the main challenge that you're looking at doing? 365 new new to me films in 2020. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Three, where are you at at this point? On um, I just finished 49. I watched Blade Runner The Final Cut for the very first time. Nice. So you're already, yeah. you're you're like way ahead of the game at this point, are you not? Well, I, if I, if I if stick could... to one a day in the end of the February, I'll be like right where I want okay. to be. So I, I got to step it up a bit. So Terra but... Train, does Terra Train then add on to that list? Terra Train added on to that list. But I think it, wasn't... it was number 37. But it, oh, that's 37? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Jamie Lee. Yeah, dope. (laughs) What about one of my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movies, uh, A Fish Called Wanda? Yeah. Well, see, that's after. So I'd say, would we say Trading Places is when she kind of broke from the horror? Yeah, that was the breaking point where she was trying something new. uh, And I think they tried to write her character as like a straight man type character in this comedy. And it no way. You can't get a huge personality. Like, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd comedic gold but no 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 that's not gonna work and just so many of her non-horror uh it, characters have just been so memorable oh like wanda is uh-huh yeah and it's been a while since i've watched it probably within the last five years or so i Same. think okay yeah but i still remember and that's the one like i love kevin klein in it he is just <laughs> asshole he just steals the film but Wanda is kind of, for the most part, given she's the glue she's of the movie. The, mm-hmm. She's the main one. She's the one pulling all the she's strings. She's the straight guy. She can be funny. Mm-hmm. She just lays everything out there. And the fact that she's the one that a lot of people still recall for that. She gets to play sexy. She gets to play demure. Like she just gets, she looks like she's having fun mm-hmm. in that movie. Uh, and that's one that definitely I hold near and dear. Um, one that I kind of since it's been a while I kind of want to think about that actually yeah for for nerds there yeah um, that's what I was thinking remember I was like there's a movie that I was thinking that was it always comes back to Jamie Lee well even in Trading Places and I don't want to get too creepy here but it's so funny if you think about one of the main tropes in horror films one of the things that you just grew to expect if you're going to a horror movie you'd see some blood you'd probably see some nudity 
Mm-hmm. In all of those early horror films, you know, Jamie Lee, she never got naked. Nope. But it wasn't until in Trading Places, and I, I'm not trying to, I, there's a point to this, but that's a legit big Hollywood film, and that was technically her first nude scene, which was just kind of jarring initially that it happened there, but then it was just like, and it didn't like negatively affect, which sometimes that can come around to other actresses, and so... Yeah, I also think uh, her pulling the wig off had a That's, huge impact as well because it, it it brought more than just nudity. Like you were seeing this character for the first time. She wasn't just a, oh baby, give me another hit, give me another. That guy paid me. That guy paid me to do it. She was a living, breathing human yeah. being, and it just totally just that whole taking the wig off scene could be like a whole metaphor for I am removing. That which christens me as an object. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yes, batch everything. All of it. I give a clint a lot when I think of Jamie Lee Curtis uh, films outside of horror as well. And that's one of those scenes that's just so powerful. That's feeling we, good. Yep. Okay, no, it's uh, <laughs> go back to that uh, Hedwig and the, you know, wig on the shelf. Yeah. Just that putting on that face, that mask, and her being herself, ultimately mm-hmm. like, this is who I truly am. And like you said, sleep on the couch. You yep. know, just in the slamming of the door. And she's a lady. Like, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. Lady ha- ha- uh, Halen Guest, because she married Christopher Guest. She is actually, Witch. she has a title. She is a lady. The and like, if this was Downton Abbey, she's invited she's- to the party. <laughs> like, but That's, she doesn't go by that title in uh, America. It's only in the she, UK that they're like, oh, Lady Halen Gares. How rad is yeah. that? She's so multifaceted. It's really, and that's, that, that's, a, that's a crazy Hollywood couple. Yeah. Her and Christopher Guest. And so many people don't realize it because I think for the most part, they're very just quiet about it. Mm-hmm. They're very mm-hmm. cool. Cool yeah. quite. Can you oh, can you just be the fly on the wall? Just conversations, dinner parties. And I think It's probably the, a lot like Knives Out. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but with like a layer of funny. Of course, you know, just underneath, because Christopher Guest is funny, but I don't, you never see her in any of his movies. No, at, maybe, maybe that's the an, maybe an that's why thing. they've yeah, been taking care of for so long. Like, you want to come to work with me? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like? Don't dip your pen in the company ink. That's it's fair. Like, that's fair. Oh, that's so bizarre. <laughs> Here's one mid eighties, mid eighties. It's not even a guilty pleasure. Blue Steel. Blue Steel's good. That's mm-hmm. actually that's Catherine Bigelow, is it not? Yeah. You want to talk about a twofer right there? That one now. Mine actually is sadly. It's got John Travolta. Yes. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Is it perfect? It's um, oh, the movie that makes me want to work out. It's <laughs> <laughs> I just I remember it caught me at a weird age, obviously growing up. But there was something about that her dedication to that film, and this is like peak Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that's about eighty five, mm-hmm. and especially around the peak of like health, the health craze and aerobics, and people just pushing their bodies. Oh yeah, Jane Fonda videos. I had them. Yes, <laughs> yes. 30-minute workout. We talked Let's on physical, Channel physical. 62 back in the day, early in the morning. They used to have... 5.30 in the morning before cartoons that have the 30-minute workout. The 30-minute workouts. <laughs> but there's a scene in Perfect that is kind of actually just... Perfect. No, I don't no. know if it's more seared in my mind, but it's John Travolta doing these hip thrusts. <laughs> and it's I'm... Like so weird. It is so weird because like I'm... And I don't want to get really too dirty here, but I swear he's like half chubbed or something because it's... And you can go out there and just is look like... Is he walking the dinosaur? <laughs> Put it on the floor. It's not good. But it's... 
it's it's kind of an earnest film because he's like a Rolling Stones reporter. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> e he he. You just see Ernest freaking out. All right, we're gonna do uh, squats now, and like he bumbles somehow. <laughs> Ernest, the balloon. Ernest goes to a spa. Ernest has a Ernest spa goes day. To spa. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest goes. Ernest comes becomes perfect. The sequel to Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day after, actually. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Ernest goes to probation. That's a perfect tangent right there. That's uh, <laughs> like to see what Jamie Lee inspires there. Um, ooh, ooh, another good one. We we talked a little bit about it. True Lies. Yeah, which. I I want to hear your perspective on this, Amber. But for me, she showed like the perfect embodiment of what I kind of look at for a partner because I'm attracted to her, but she's also charming awkward. and awkward. <laughs> yes, yes. No, and you know what's it's... great is that uh, I used to, uh, back in my burlesque days, if I would like get upset about falling during a performance or slipping or something didn't come off right, I just YouTube that particular segment of true lies and be like it's cool it's man cool. it's all right jamie lee curtis taught me if you fall down just turn it to floor work it is cool <laughs> <laughs> everything's gonna be high <laughs> slowly slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, the awkwardness that that whole scene mm-hmm. it's 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 perfect i mean that and that's that high waist song i mean geez I was just waiting for a die. Because <laughs> 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 you just see him in the dark with his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He emanates it's like that, I'm actually. <laughs> stop, stop. We're not pumping Iron Man. We're going from True Lies. The <laughs> fact that she goes up against, is it? Tom oh, Arnold. Not Tom Arnold. Oh, um, oh my God. From oh. Wayne's World. Uh, Tia Carrera? Yeah. There we go. The fact that she goes toe to toe with her, and it's Tia freaking Carrera. I'm still pulling for Jamie Lee Curtis, like uh, Freaky Friday. Ah, yeah. Which, oh my God, and yes. a, a one and wonderful remake. And then I remember seeing the trailers for that and going, Oh no, she's gone Disney. Just like you think this oh, all this. dread of this. I didn't realize horror character turning mm-hmm. Disney because it, it just. I don't know. There's just there's one of two things that happens when a particular star starts doing disney films later in their career it's either a cry for help or they're trying to do something new and i was so terrified that this was a cry for help because i was like jamie lee curtis who hurt you jamie lee and lenny lindsey lohan doing a what was it trippy freaky friday freaky friday was a remake right yeah this right. is the re- yeah this yeah is- yeah, I keep thinking of Trippy Tuesday, but I think that was like a like it sounds like a an episode of, of Recess, yeah. and they were trying to like not do uh, break copyright laws or something. Recess like that. was a great cartoon. Yeah, I Recess never, was fucking awesome. I yep. never caught Recess, I'm, but I'm old. Then right after was then right after it was Pepperan. That dude Pepperan, Pepperan, Munchin. Okay, we're on a fucking that guy with the guy. I fucking hate that dude. I forgot his name in Recess. That fucking snitch. And get stitches. Now, anyway, no, 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 no. no. But and but right before True Lies was, uh, or right after was Virus. That is one that I need to see, and I remember really digging it. See, see, to me, she hit that area where, like, in the late '90s, where she kind of came back to genre through through Virus, um, H2O, obviously, mm-hmm. and I, I'm trying to even think of post, um, like Virus H2O. I'm gonna have to go to the Imdaba here, because good old Imdaba. It well, it, she doesn't do a lot more horror except for the Halloween. 
Well, yeah, no. In fact, looking at the post 90s here, because those were some of my standouts. But then again, let's see here. Freaky Friday was 2003. 98 was H2O. Virus was 99. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, okay. As much as I loved A Fish Called Wanda, thoughts on Fierce Creatures. Never seen it. The sequel. Well, not even a sequel, technically. It's the exact same class. The exact same cast. But it was a different. Oh shit, my girl! Oh my god! Oh, oh no! Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> Hitting the tears. Go tree climbing. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, when she takes her into the bathroom and Jamie Lee Curtis she... is explaining her period, and then also blue eyeshadow. I was just like, you know, because I about the it was about her the little girl's age when I first watched that, and I was just like, periods so you... and blue eyeshadow. I totally fucking I fuck with this. This You're is speaking my yeah, language. I I hear you. Oh my god, I feel you. Like is it Tommy thing? I hear you and I see you and I hear yeah. I Do feel you. Think it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's all right. Oh my god! All of a sudden, baked beans come out of nowhere. Tommy. I don't. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. I Superstar? Yeah, no, it took me a second to think about that. I was like, wait, what are we going to wear? No, we were talking about yeah, it, Tommy. I had to go back to Tommy on that one. <laughs> Man, we are tangenting, tangenting Yeah, we are. We're all, all over, over the, the Jamie Lee just well, tangent train, the terror train. Well, well, I think that's the beauty of her. Well, and there for a while, even the 2000s, I know with the work that she got on Scream Queen. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, my God. Okay. Is that? I like that movie. I didn't think. It was one of those ones that I'm like, fuck it. Just watch it. It's Tim Allen. And, you know, I was a huge. Uh, <laughs> I loved Home Improvement. <laughs> and, like, that was. Oh, yeah. I'm Home like, Improvement was my jam back uh, in the day. So, I, yeah. Growing up, I grew up with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, JTC it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Because Tim Allen being in a film, in a family film, that's another cry for help. Well, that- but, uh, <laughs> Okay, we won't, we won't count Toy Story in that phase, but you know, don't cry for help. But Jamie Lee Curtis was what solidified for it because just seeing her in an ugly Christmas sweater and embracing the whole like <laughs> upper class suburban mom, Karen, if you would, uh, the whole genre of that particular type of person. And I was just like, all right, I'll come watch this movie. It's going to be terrible. This is funny. This is like really funny, especially when she's fighting over the ho- the holiday ham and they end up bringing home trout. And then just the way she interacts at the party and she's all wanting like, hey, I don't even want to go. Oh, my God. I don't want to go to the Caribbean. I just want to put up Frosty and, you know, my daughter's coming home. Like the amount of enthusiasm that woman embraces that whole character. And it doesn't drop from 10 ever. It's a 10. And maintain? sometimes she goes to even, dare I say, an 11. What? You know, she's got the husband the for that. Exactly. So that yeah. Holy shit. And I'm going through the cast on Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. M.M. at Walsh, which was a nice return. Uh, knives out there this year. Cheech Marin. Jake Busey. Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. I need to go and... Uh, Have you never seen Christmas with the Cranks? I've seen that. Oh, I saw it in the theater. I need to revisit because <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was good. It was a good Christmas movie, you know, but like... Whatever. But I need to revisit it because that was like I saw it way back in the day. Well, even uh looking at I want to go did you did you ever see Virus? No, I didn't. Okay, I, that's uh, now I know cool. what number fifty's gonna be. It's again, we could you could do an entire crazy thing on just her like uh her filmography right now. It is the one that is it's like sentient. It's a virus alien that like it wants to fuse metal and human flesh together to make like hybrid mutant monsters and the Borg? sort of and 
We are the bog. Resistance is futile. (laughs) Right? But they also make like creatures too so like yeah. the virus like can mutate into like mosquitoes and stuff and and it's it's nuts it's a it's weird i liked it i, liked I it haven't watched it in a while it has, it's been forever since i've seen it too so i want to kind of re i want to revisit go back on jamie lee's catalog well going back on her catalog here in the mid 90s i totally first got she's in this movie and it's one i cannot tell you the last time i the last time i think i saw this I was working at the video section of the Farmore that I was at, and I think cool. I had this like up in the background. How long has it been since you guys seen House Arrest? Oh my God! Holy uh, shit. ages! <laughs> Holy oh. shit! That <laughs> with like Kevin Pollak, yeah. Uh, you've got that. I actually remember very fondly enjoying that. And that was based on the power of one Jamie Lee Curtis. And it doesn't matter what film she's in. It's just that woman has the wonderful ability to to calculate and to brew. I'm talking as if she's a witch. She probably is. (laughs) But she has the power to brew and cultivate uh, chemistry with no matter who she's working with. Like be... Better be she's working side by side with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, you, Tim you, Allen. Such disdain for Out Lindsay Lohan. Out of the corner Lohan. of the mouth, uh, even. Such disdain. I don't hate her. Mean Girls was good. You got oh, Mean it. Girls was it was it's great. But you great. know that's just a that's a Hollywood backstory that just hurts to read. Yeah. Like girl, baby girl, the whole world hurt you. This is beyond like Britney Spears pain. This is a whole level of. Is it? Like Britney Spears, her life would be Jenny Jones, where there's like a little bit of hope. But Lindsay, I can't even say that's Ricky Lake. That's like Maury. That's full on Jerry like, Springer. <laughs> uh, well, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know if she's messed up enough to be on Jerry Springer. But like Maury, there's no hope on that show. Like usually, even Jerry Springer, there's some hope. Like that episode where the guy was having an affair with his giant stuffed panda that he wanted to affair. Like, oh, I hope they're very happy together. Maury, there is no hope. It's just paternity test that says, you the baby's daddy, pay up, or you're not the baby's daddy. Oh, that, that test concludes that you are full of shit. <laughs> and I just feel for her. And just anytime you bring up Lindsay Lohan, my, my heart goes, ooh. You are not the Lohan. There's a... <laughs> There's a little bit of empathy that just hurts and kind of makes it like a gurgly, bubbly, antacid feel in your stomach. And I don't know what I can do. It's just one of those <laughs> things where you're like, well, this is one of those exercises that you get to practice. That's not my problem. We just won't talk she's about it. She's not my problem. But, you know, whether like it, back to Jamie Lee Curtis, she <laughs> no matter what her whoever her I was going to say side piece, but that's probably not the correct term. Whoever side her kick. side piece is. Um <laughs> She has this power of cultivating chemistry where, yeah. like, it doesn't matter who she's working with. Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, John Travolta, uh, Eddie Murphy, and uh, Dan Aykroyd. Or even in Halloween where it's just this dude in a spray-painted Captain Cart mask. There is a chemistry there, be it terrifying, but there is a chemistry there with a character that's known as the Shape. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's great with uh, Lindsay Mann, or Leslie Mann and the daughter in the new one. Oh yeah, like no. The whole, yeah, I mean that was a believable family. Well, she's a lot like um, a Bill Paxton character, where she can be the centerpiece and she's fantastic, or she can just be like this little side character, like in Knives Out. Yes, and she killed it. Every oh, she commanded every scene she was in. I walked Even- out of that theater and I was like, I need more pantsuits. <laughs> Dude, she power suits is what they were. The, oh. oh, the party per my dad's death. Oh, it was oh. great. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's that. Yeah. That was actually pretty good there. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, she that's, does a good Jamie Lee. That was I mean, actually, she does a really good Jamie Lee. <laughs> yeah. It's. I, I, I'll, I'll admit it. I probably watched that film at least four times in the theater and just walked away every time, enjoying someone's like performance more than the other ones. And it was in that one. She is the. Uh, she's the narrator. When you actually hear at the very beginning when they're talking about everything in Escape from New York, she's That's the one that it. tells them. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. she's done so many uncredited voice roles. What was the other one that in I the was fog? She's in the fog. Yeah. Um, she's over the, um, the speakers. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I love no, that. Yeah. There's always that really weird connection with her and Carpenter because I ultimately I think she just grew to appreciate the fact that ultimately he knew there was something kind of cool of having you know Janet Lee's daughter on the set in my mm-hmm. movie, but also realizing she's a hell of an actor. Just from yeah. from day one, they and always say like they try to tell directors don't play favorites. But you know, like, John Carpenter is to Jamie Lee Curtis as Tim Burton is to Helena Boehm Carter. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you're going to get one hell of a fucking film when you do that. I mean, I, Tim Burton and John Carpenter, y'all can keep booking the same people over and over. <laughs> I don't fun. care. I will watch it. it. Yes, I know. If John Carpenter has done a film with Jamie Lee Curtis, I know I'm gonna. Uh, what was the my favorite quote from the writer from the Rolling Stones um, who critiqued Halloween 2018 and he said what? you will freak the fuck out and I'm like that's it that's sold I'm gonna go watch it I'm gonna I'm good <laughs> with that right yeah oh, all for it hard agree she's also the voice in Halloween 3 as well yeah that's the, right in season of it's crazy it's ridiculous also technically apparently she's on the cutting room floor of a buckaroo bonsai yes apparently she was going to be buckaroo's mom how crazy that is crazy? that that's in the extended cut right i i it don't it says scene cut i am assuming oh, so oh, but we then we gotta get a blu-ray right right <laughs> well technically though shit she's about the same age as peter will maybe it was uh oh no i guess it's a flashback that would make sense mm-hmm. okay duh i was just thinking i was like that's so insulting i was like come on now this is Jamie Lee in 84. Forget about it. Forget about it. Well, as you mentioned that the fact that she's kind of reaching out and ideally to direct, um, you know, a lot of people, they say that when you start in acting, that eventual drive and ambition is to eventually let your voice heard. But I think, you know, as we've seen, she's let her voice be heard through so many different avenues, you know, whether it's through the individual characters, the charities. Um, oh, yeah. She's the people scream queen. That's it's, for sure. It's. Let me ask you this. Uh, do you find the label Scream Queen offensive? No, I goals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there is those of out there that say it's a demeaning title that, uh, and actually technically I think it was even Barbara Crampton herself that I don't think dismissed the title, but I think she called it maybe limiting potentially, which I can understand. But I'm curious to see other people's responses on that because I never seen it as a demeaning thing no no I, that one i'll have to pull out a roger ebert quote which i have handy dandy written Aha. down in my handy dandy <laughs> notebook <laughs> so roger ebert in in a when she started getting called the scream queen scream queen uh he said that um jamie lee curtis is the current horror film glut with uh, what christopher lee was to the last one or boris karloff was in the 90s and i went Oh, that's a hard agree. Like, I would definitely say Jamie Lee Curtis is a horror icon that Christopher Lee, it's the same par, like Boris Karloff, Christopher Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. And to see a woman own that in a male-dominated, because out of all, like, action, 
horror and sci-fi I think are the three biggest genres that I could consider male dominated and not so much anymore because you you see it's become easier and easier to break those uh, glass ceilings so to yep. speak as much as I hate cliches it's perfect it's- and it's because of the work of Jamie Lee and the fact that she's getting more involved in wanting to direct I don't care what kits Kickstarter I gotta throw money at to I will withdraw from my 401k Jamie Lee Curtis if you are listening please make this happen you can crash in my basement if you have to mortgage your beautiful home well you probably won't have to you're a lady but <laughs> but you're humble and i support that basically what i'm saying is i really want to meet you does she ever hit the convention circuit she does she was at fantastic fest 2018 and i missed it and oh that's because of halloween that's yep, right and i will wake up every morning and sometimes it pops in my head you missed fantastic fest and could have met jamie lee curtis because she was outside the theater like, hey, I, I'm, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. Thanks for watching the film. And we're oh like, yeah, I know. God. I know. I don't, I don't <laughs> think she does the cons. I don't okay. think she does the con circuit. I think well, that would sell out a con if yeah. she did. I think she did one, the one San Francisco one. Wow. There was a, I was looking up her interviews. Uh, she's so well-spoken. Oh, shit. And like, yeah. the, the amount of um, veracity that she brings to her characters on screen, she also brings to being interviewed and I've noticed that she gets asked the same questions during interviews but she delivers that same line every time as if it was the first time and I'm like I know you're getting real tired of people asking what's it like to be on Halloween night at Jamie Lee Curtis's house did you see that gif of her being interviewed and the guy goes, hey, what's it like working with Jason Voorhees? Yeah. Or like, or he said, like, oh, honey, wrong movie. Yeah. And <laughs> she's just like, you obviously didn't do any of your homework and seen any of these movies. I, but so. I think she played it pretty well, though. Yeah. Where, like, she didn't shame him, but, was but like, she was like, OK. Uh-huh. Uh, well, that's the thing. You know, she doesn't go over the top and just flat out like you know, yeah. pull a whole walkout. Oh, screw this interview. I'm not doing this anymore. She's, you know, she brings a, a certain level of comedy too yeah. it's okay because yeah. there was one uh, particular interview where she was uh interviewing with jim uh, jimmy kimmel on jimmy kimmel live and she was like i can't believe i'm here either and i'm like backstory give it spill the tea <laughs> spill the tea laurie i need to know what happened here <laughs> laurie i like it i like yeah. it i like it it's, you guys are on that level mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, didn't I, jimmy kimmel host the man show at one point oh yes uh-huh. yeah oh yes chuggy's on trampoline like just you know, you can you can smell that hint of hello, you incel, yes. sexist prick. Little I'm Ill. here on your show, and I can't believe it either. We call. Well, our sponsor, Jimmy Kimmel Live, we want to thank for. <laughs> go do, do you do you, Jimmy? I love it when you go on the street and and call people out on their ignorance. It's beautiful. Well, I think I. I re- re- you still recall. did the man show. She, yeah. Oh yeah. No, him and um. I'm sorry. I'm a Virgo. I hold grudges. It's that's, just. It's in the stars. It's okay between it's, him and I'm Corolla. A it's uh they they have an audience uh, i actually saw him uh it was kevin smith and jamie lee and you could just and he's always been basically one of us just you know a little bit more talented but you could just see the awe and she was so responsive to that and just to see the interplay like you said she sees this stuff so often but to every time though that she interacts with someone that's probably going to be the highlight of their their mm-hmm. life you know and yeah. she's she's she knows that and there's that even that in and of itself, I think, speaks volumes about her. She's the fact that she has embraced those genre roots and yeah. that she knows that obviously Halloween is my thing. And now we have two more Halloween films coming out. Yeah. Yes, back to back. Yes, Halloween kills, yes. Halloween and then kills. Halloween ends. 
and Halloween ends, this year, right? Now, yeah. both of them this year? Or? No, just one. Just, just one. The one. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next okay. one's 2021. It's kind of like that. It, how they had that and then the other one. Okay, but I know that did they shoot them back to back, though? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. What? Your thoughts on the uh, the new Halloween, Amber? I loved it. Okay. I loved every minute of it. And just, <sighs> I've watched that in the theater four times. Okay. And I don't do that a lot. But uh, that that was one that I was just so blown away by the story. And I remember the first time I watched it was not at an Alamo Draft House. So there was quite a chit-chat talkers. So the guy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I was like, all right, just get it's, through this movie. Yeah, just pay just... attention. But there was one particular moment like the time i watched this was with the um with brett kavanaugh uh stuff mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. the teenager sitting and getting really hammered right before michael kills the teenager and hangs him on the fence and he was like i just like this girl and i thought that i was reading things wrong just to hear some random old white guy in the back go but i like beer made that fucking movie and like just this whole political turmoil of hopelessness and like jesus christ it still sucks to be a woman just somebody give me an apron or god damn it fuck it i'm gonna set it on fire you don't know whether to fight or to just crawl into some cave like in the deep darkest of the woods like the witch and just you know start killing babies for your olay live deliciously yeah you don't know whether to do that or just to keep fighting and it just feels so hopeless but just just here on that film, in this particular screen, painting this whole picture of you can be an older woman and be badass. Fern Mayo can fucking shoot a shotgun, okay? And we're all for it. And the young 17-year-old daughter doesn't have to take shit from a some asshole that's throwing her phone in the pudding. And some old, okay boomer white dude in the back saying, but I like beer! In a comedic ass point. It just, it, it made that particular time okay. And that, I feel that's how Halloween did. Because, you know, you, you have this whole political turmoil. That's what I love about film. It gives you that opportunity to escape. But really, really good films will give you that opportunity to escape but embrace and feel like everything's going to be okay. Jamie Lee Curtis has sawed off shotguns. Jamie Lee Curtis has a plan. And Jamie Lee Curtis has gray hair and is still wearing tank tops. Because, you know, there was a book that came out I'm going to say in the early 2000s by Nora Ephron, um, I Don't Like My Neck. And Nora Ephron is usually a woman who is all for pioneering for women, especially women in film, and just being an older woman in general. But this whole book was about how to dress and to be uh, be an older woman in today's age. And it was wear turtlenecks, wear your hair short, dye your hair, hair dye is your best friend. And you're like, yeah, okay, I can embrace the hair dye. I can wear the turtlenecks to cover the turkey gobble, which is it's coming. That's okay. Uh, it's okay because Jamie fucking Lee Curtis says it's okay. And it's just like Jamie Lee Curtis and like it's same with um, Terminator Dark Fate with oh, Linda Hamilton right. wearing a goddamn bazooka and they just took Nora Ephron's when you get older, you start wearing scarves and turtlenecks and you start dyeing your hair or, you know, you start getting the Botox and they just went and just crumbled it all up and threw it out. And I said, fuck it. When I turn 60, I'm getting a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Yeah, it just made you feel that it's it's going back to that 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 stamp like, yes, you you can age honorably, not only in Hollywood, but just as a woman, because, you know, there are so many factors of being a woman just being objectified in general you cannot get fat and you cannot age and you must be a the the mother the the virgin or the crone and women like jamie lee curtis just 
taking that whole ageism and just crumbling up and throwing it out kind of like embodies all three. We are the virgins. We are the Madonnas. We are the whores. And we are the crones all in fucking one. We live in the woods, but we also party in your city. And we may or may not take your babies and use it for um, skin cream. Well, we honor those who are. We are the flesh. (laughs) 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 We honor those who are all mother virgin and crone. Yeah. Well, even and I'm so, still buying a bazooka when I'm yeah, sixty. Fuck yeah! <laughs> well, as much as she's inspiring you, I can only imagine then for the younger generation. Oh my god! That... You know, and then like, speaking with women who are an older generation, whether at film club or Terror Tuesday, yeah. or like hanging out and talking to my mom and be like, you know, I didn't have this when I was your age, and then to be able to do the same thing to my daughter, it only gets progressively better. So films like the new Halloween or anything Jamie Lee Curtis does can take you, not only let you escape what what you're seeing on the news or escape what you're reading on the comments or dear God, if you pour solar on Tinder and you're getting unsolicited dick pics or saying, Hey, can you explain your pronouns to me? I just don't want to fuck somebody with a dick. Whether you're going through that, when you have people like Jamie Lee Curtis saying, get your goddamn bazooka and, uh, the house is not a prison. It's a trap. You're like, everything's going to be fine. Keep fighting. It gives you that extra juice when you're feeling hopeless and you're feeling down and you just can't do it. That is the purpose of art is to not only entertain you, but to elevate you and make you feel like I can get through one more goddamn day and I can get through one more dreaded message in the other folder of Facebook asking if I did feet stuff. Oh, no. True story. Okay, I'm sorry. Tarantino has a thing. You I know, do. He keeps, he keeps at you. No, that well, and we. That's fine. Don't end up in my other folder. Right. Yeah. That's take it as literal as as a metaphor as it applies to both. And I had a little Miss Forty Five going on beforehand just to try to set the mood, but I and again the perspective is what counts, and I can only imagine that constant. Embattlement, bombardment, oversaturation of all the nastiness. So, thank you for being an inspiration, not only for you know, just you know, here with the Draft House film family, just for all of us in general. You it's, and your bazooka. That it's the the, the, the beaking <laughs> I bazooka. Can't wait to my sixtieth birthday. <laughs> oh, that's to, total total countdown at this point. Oh, well, we know just to what to get her. Just like it's like artillery. Twenty nine years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> building into it. Building into it. But I'm gonna be like Reba McIntyre and Tremors. <laughs> you're gonna get some penetration with the elephant gun. Just like <laughs> that has found its way so many times now. So many times. Life finds a way. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time talking all this because I know you are busy ultimately and as we like to say we always like to celebrate women in horror in February but we want to make sure we're celebrating all year round so whether it's Jamie Lee Curtis whether it is Amber at the Draft House whether we're talking uh, the you know the people from Puppet Killer the blonde in front regardless celebrate support can't stress that enough you know support means everything and that's just a simple retweet that is putting your money where your mouth is regardless so just be good out there. There's a lot of nastiness, yes. ultimately. And ladies, you know, we always say be the girl that ad- adjusts the other person's tiara. But in this case, and to go with our theme, be the other woman who adjusts the other person's bazooka. Goddamn. There we go. Because there's a war out there, kids, and we got to keep on fighting. Sometimes you need help. I hope you're all registered to vote. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll get them. That is definitely where you'll get them. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> And then she's changed 
policy again, so, as she does. Where can we find you at on the interwebs? Uno mas. Uh, you can, uh, f- if for all fun things, Alamo Drafthouse, <laughs> you can go to Alamo Drafthouse Kansas City on Facebook, at Alamo KC on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at Share D Blame, all one word, because uh, it's just as fun as it sounds, on Twitter <laughs> and on Instagram, or Amber Solomon, that's S O L O M O N, Solomon, like the king, not solo man. Thank you for celebrating all things Jamie Lee Curtis with us. Yeah. Yeah. This was rad. This was always good. This is rad. I always have a fun time talking movies with you because we've said this on the podcast. You are good to talk movies with. You're even better to see Mm -hmm. movies with (laughs) because you you wear your reactions on your sleeve. and It's so (laughs) wonderful to see. And I'm proud to call you my partner in Film Club Crime. I'm glad to be your partner in Film Club Crime, I should say. Ditto. And thank you both for always supporting all things Draft House and all things in my life. Whether it be my shithead dog or my kitties or, you know, the partridge in the pear tree. How is Jean Valjean? Oh, he's my Jean Valjean. He's sweet. He's a good boy. (laughs) He's my snuggle buddy. (laughs) We'd ask how the Max Man is, but you know. <laughs> that's he's a good the, boy. That's another There's a good boy in there. Altogether. There's a good boy in there waiting, <laughs> waiting to be unleashed. Well, speaking of unleashed, here next week we are going to be unleashing our selection episode of our Into the Mouth of March Madness. The March Madness begins, and then you are going to be getting two episodes a week starting on Monday. That will be March second, uh, and then the madness continues throughout. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>